All right, sorry for real this time. Devotion 502, take one. Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Today we're going to finish this warning of persecution that Jesus gave initially to the disciples. He's just told them that they're not going to finish this job of going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. And indeed, the work remains incomplete and the Son of Man is yet to return. And so now we have inherited this mantle by way of the Great Commission. Here's verse 24. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. So, wow, you're not above your teacher. If you're a slave to Christ, you're not above your master. It would already be enough for a teacher to become equal to his, uh, a student to become equal to his teacher, for a slave to become a master himself. Again, don't taint those words with uh, American chattel slavery or European chattel slavery or even African chattel slavery. Rather, view this through the proper lens. It's more akin to indentured servitude, meaning you go from being the minimum wage uh, guy with a seven-year contract to owning the business. That's really more, it's really more akin to what we experience in, uh, in our, our free market economy. Now, uh, in Jesus's words are this, this old school term that goes all the way back to uh, like Psalm 106, the days of Israel uh, and its enemies and the, the, the worshipers of Baal or Baal. And this, this word Beelzebul is, is sort of a, uh, it's a conflagration of, of a name for Baal. But obviously we know that the false lowercase g God Baal does not exist. The spirit who is at work in Baal worship has always been Satan, ultimately. That it's, it's demonic deception. This is, why, uh, this is why oftentimes those who adhere to pagan faith systems will report, you know, miracles because they're, they worship rebellious spirits. They think they're worshiping Baal. They're actually, it's actually, you know, a demon of Satan and that demon is rebelling and creating miracles for them at their behest, all right? And I know that a lot of the, uh, a lot of what you would consider devil worship today is really just done by, by, by nerds, but uh, historically, going back thousands and thousands of years, there have been people worshiping these false gods over and over again. And uh, when they worship these false gods, they feel like they have proof that their God exists, but what they don't realize is that behind all of it is demonic, evil. Ultimately, it's Satan. And so when they would call Jesus by this pagan God's name, they're calling Jesus Satan. That's horrific treatment and it's blasphemy in the truest form. And to do such a thing, to resist and revile the Holy Spirit and to ascribe unto him evil, uh, that is the sin that will not be forgiven because it's the sin who's the one, the one who commits it will not repent and therefore not be saved, it is not saved. Uh, now, when, when Jesus gives this warning, he's trying to put it in perspective. Look, that's how they treated me. So just imagine how they're going to treat you. All right, they call me Beelzebul. How much more, uh, how much more are they going to hate you and call you evil? If they misunderstand Jesus to the point that they mistake him for the devil, 
then how much more are they going to misinterpret you and mistake you and your intentions? Right now in Washington state, as election season comes up, I, I wasn't aware of this one candidate and his incredibly beautiful pro-life views until I saw what his opponents thought would be a smear campaign. Uh, they keep telling me about these pro-lifers who actually exist apparently in Olympia, Washington. I didn't know this. You wouldn't be able to tell based on the state of things here, but evidently there are Christians in the capital of Washington state. So lift them up because <laughs> evidently I know of two or three of them and uh, they're currently being smeared by their competition and they, they just can't believe the gall of these people to come up and say, yes, I'm pro-life. <laughs> so the, the, the words like pro-life are written in an ironic blood red and these big bold letters like they're affixing a scarlet letter to these poor candidates. <laughs> like, and I was like, well, they've got my vote. <laughs> like, look, they're gonna, they're gonna ascribe evil to you. They're gonna blame you for what they think is truly evil. They're gonna look at Jesus and call him Beelzebul. So just imagine how they're gonna treat you. Isaiah gave this warning, it's our next series. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. When your whole worldview has been turned upside down, you think that you're the warrior for justice, but the power that is at work behind you is actually evil. And the one with whom you've picked a fight is actually the savior. This is how they treated Jesus we go in, eyes wide open, anticipating such treatment ourselves. We have indeed adhered Jesus' warning. He said, beware of them in verse 17. And then verse 16, that's the pericope leading up to this final statement of a warning. Look, don't, don't be naive. You're being sent out into harm's way. You're the sheep, they're the wolves. They'll try to claim the moral high ground. It's not theirs. They'll try to claim objectivity. They're actually motivated by evil. They'll think of themselves as the good guys. They crucified me. They'll try to act like they're doing something in the name of justice. They're treating you unjustly. So they are the wolves. Don't give them the moral high ground. Don't pretend like they're objective. Don't act like this is justice. Acknowledge the truth that you're the sheep, that they're actually wolves. You beware of them. They're gonna drag you into trial. They're gonna put you on the spot. But in that moment, really all they've done is given my gospel a platform to speak through you. So don't worry about what you're gonna say. Don't practice a script like a rookie real estate agent. Instead, be a vessel of the Holy Spirit of God. Because in that moment, the Holy Spirit's gonna talk. And the Father is going to be heard through you. All of this, by the way, is taught by the Son. The Son is telling you that the Spirit is going to use you to speak the Father's words. <laughs> the full Trinity promised to the persecuted disciples. It's absolutely incredible to behold. And it's not just going to come from everyone around you. You're going to be hated by everyone. He says in verse 22, that means people from all walks of life, but it's also going to come from the members of your own household. All right, brothers and children and uh, yeah, brothers and, and, and children and parents are all going to betray one another. So you go in with eyes wide open and when they persecute you, you flee to the next town. You're not going to be done with this work until I come back. I, I, I've prophesied that, Jesus says in verse 23. Look, uh, you, you're my disciples and you're not above me. If they did this to me, they're going to do worse to you. Why do people report that they leave the Christian faith behind because they suffer. 
It's just ignorance. Read the book, kids. It's Jesus telling us to anticipate mistreatment because we bear the name of Christ from family, from every walk of life, from kings, from governors, from people who try to come to you acting like they intend to befriend you. It's going to come from every direction. If they call Jesus Beelzebub, what are they going to say about you? We know that what Jesus is talking about is true. We know that it's the spirit of, uh, the spirit of Satan at work in the name that they ascribe to him. Here's 1 Corinthians 10, 19, and 20. What am I saying then, that food sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I do say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I don't want you to be participants with demons. That's what he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 19, and, and 20. What they thought was you know, uh, a given spirit that they would make a sacrifice to was actually demons. All right, that's confirmed here. Likewise, in Psalm 106, verse 28, this is, this is, uh, this is, you know, God's word about past rebellions of Israel. They aligned themselves with Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They angered the Lord with their deeds and a plague broke out among them. But Phineas stood up and intervened and the plague was stopped. All right, this, is, uh, this, this goes way back. That they would look at Jesus and give him a name like Beelzebul would try to ascribe to him, ooh, this is the devil at work. Like this is a demon worshiper. This is this guy. Uh, this guy represents uh, Baal of Peor. This guy. Uh, but really, what's happening is behind those gods were the devil himself. Were demons himself. They they literally have mistaken God for the devil. And if that's what they did to Jesus, they're going to do worse to us. They will think themselves the champions of righteousness while they slaughter Christians. It has happened for thousands of years. It's what happened to Jesus. Why would we be ignorant that it, to the warnings that it will happen again? And once more, let me reiterate as, as I close, be grateful that we live, especially if you're an American and you live in America right now, be so grateful. Take a minute just to thank God that you live where you live, because this is not going to happen to you. You can handle the snide remarks. You can handle the awkward silences. You can handle the rejection. You can handle being overlooked for a promotion. You can even handle being wrongfully terminated because you hold to Christian beliefs. You can handle this. Jesus handled more. So we anticipate it. We expect mistreatment because of our faith. Let no one at the Redemption Church or no one who uses JCM curriculum give that stupid response that is the number one on the list of frequency that says, because I faced suffering, I left my Christian faith behind. Clean out your ears and listen to Jesus. Expect it.